What is up? And welcome into Post Loons episode 20, following a disappointing nil-nil draw at home against Sporting Kansas City. My name is Jeremy Rushing, breaking it all down with you here on the post game. Um, if you could, as you are trickling into the stream here, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, if you have any questions, comments on the match tonight, go ahead and drop those in the chat. Also, if you are uh, watching on YouTube, feel free to give us that thumbs up as well. That would be huge. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, following the nil-nil draw. Not the result Minnesota United wanted, especially considering you go up a man you know, very, very early on for the second straight match. And for the second straight match, you only come away with one point. That is very disappointing. A Groundhog Day situation, if you will, uh, for Minnesota United fans and Unfortunately, this comes on national television as well. I think anytime your team competes on national TV, you want them to do well, to compete, to put on a good performance. Um, when it comes to the shots, when it yeah, they did put on a pretty good performance, I'd say. But you got to put the ball in the back of the net at the end of the day. And Minnesota United was not able to do that. They really haven't been able to do that uh, for a lot of the season. And that is where you end up with a nil-nil draw and that feeling of disappointment uh, following your quote-unquote nicest rivalry in sports match with Sporting Kansas City. I, I think uh, we can drop that moniker for good as uh, this game was a little bit chippy tonight. So again, thank you for tuning in. Drop a question or comment in the chat if you have any uh, feedback or takeaways from tonight's match. Also, leave us that thumbs up on YouTube if you could. Uh, but now let's go ahead and get into our three things here. Um, just three big takeaways that I uh, I have from the match. Uh, my first thing, as I've already mentioned, two points lost for the second straight match. Um, and the second straight match where you had 11 v 10 for a vast, vast majority of it. The second straight match where a red card was issued to the opposition. The second straight match where you get that advantage very, very early on. And the second straight match where you're really unable to capitalize. Now, today was almost worse because at least against San Jose on Tuesday, you scored right after going up a man. So you got that goal you were looking for. Unfortunately, they, they gave it away uh, near the end. Tonight, you're just unable to find that goal at all. A lot of that is credit to Tim Melia. He stood on his head for Sporting Kansas City. A lot of that is credit to the, the toughness and tenacity of Sporting Kansas City as you know, a, a pain in the ass as they were uh, over the course of the match. They did what they had to do to grind out a point. Um, but for me, the biggest issue, and that leads into my second point here, is that we have reached a code red situation as far as goal scoring goes. You know, sample sizes, you know, they they – if there's a small sample size, there's, you know, I wouldn't say excuses, but but you can reason with a lack of goal scoring. If it's just a few matches, okay, the goals will come, the goals will come, the goals will come. We're 20 matches in here. And while goals have come in certain matches, and this team went on a pretty hot streak as of a couple weeks ago, the loss of Robin Lud is looming large for Minnesota United. Without him, they just can't seem who consistently put themselves in a position to find the back of the net or find the back of the net in general. Um, Adrian, who knew, don't know where what's going on with him. He may be pressing a little bit too hard. Um, no more Ramon Abila. Juan Agadello had a couple chances at the end of the match. You know, Emmanuel Reynoso wasn't short of chances tonight, but nothing could go 
in the back of the net. And if you look at the goal scoring for Minnesota this season, a lot of that load has been carried by Lud, no pun intended. Um, and without him, they just seem to really, really struggle even more than usual finishing off in the final third, being clinical in the final third. That's my that's my second thing. My third thing is, and I've mentioned this briefly, this is officially no longer the nicest rivalry in sports. I don't want to hear this rivalry called the nicest rivalry in sports anymore. I know that comes from two nice communities in the Twin Cities and Kansas City. I get that. But after today, the the chippiness throughout, the pushing and shoving, uh, you know, the, the the crowd getting into it as much as they did, uh, it's no longer the nicest rivalry in sports. It's more, it's closer to the rudest rivalry in sports than it is the nicest at this point. So uh, those are my three things. Again, if you have any big, strong takeaways from the match tonight, please go ahead and drop those in the chat. I would love to respond to those, whether you're watching on Twitter or YouTube. Um, we have a few from Dave Valensky. Let me pick one of these here, Dave, for you. Um, just kind of general, we need to finish. And yeah, that's, that's what I was mentioning earlier. Um, and, and you can't rely on one person to carry that load like Robin Lud has been doing over the course of the season. Because without him, they just seem to not, not, not be able to finish. And that, that's a, that's a huge problem. Uh, Dave Walensky also says, need some of these players to come back. Finley is not a starter anymore. Um, yeah, we've said on the on the stream before that you know Finley, at least in my opinion, is much better suited as that spark plug off the bench. But when there are a lack of options, you know you, you'd be hard pressed to find a better secondary option as a starter than Ethan Finley. I mean, his pedigree in this league speaks for itself. Um, you know, uh, yeah, ideally you don't want to see him on the field for ninety, but also it's not it's not cringeworthy to me seeing seeing him on the field for ninety. If that makes sense. Um, so, um, if you're like Dave and you have any, uh, feedback on the match tonight, feel free to drop those, uh, questions, comments, takeaways in the chat. But before we get to our game notes, as always got to shout out our good, good friends over at night street soccer and coffee. Love those guys, Derek and the team over there are awesome, uh, providing, you know, opportunities to play pickup soccer, uh, just an opportunity for the soccer community in the twin cities to get together in one place in one spot, um, get to know each other, have a great time. Um, $35 unlimited pickup is a huge, huge thing right now over at Night Street. Their five, their their general pickup sessions, one-time sessions are five bucks. But if you think that you're somebody who might want to play a little bit more often um, and not keep paying that $5 fee every single time, you can do unlimited pickup for $35, which means you can defeat as many of those monthly pickup sessions as you want. But also, and to me, this is the most important thing. Even if you don't think that you would maybe take full advantage of the unlimited pickup option, this is an excellent, excellent way to support Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. Support a small, locally owned, soccer-centric business in the Twin Cities that is doing great things and really working their asses off to create a hub for the Minnesota soccer community to come together in a soccer environment. So... I, I, I beg you, go check out this $35 limited pickup membership. Again, even if you don't think you'll take full advantage of it, it is an excellent, excellent way to support what the guys at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee are doing. Just go to NinthStreetMPLS.com. You can also follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ninth Street MPLS. That is Ninth, N-I-N-T-H, Street, S-T-R-E-E-T, M-P-L-S. Big thanks again for, to uh, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee for being the sponsors of Post Loons. 
All right, so let's get into these game notes here. And we're going to start in the first half and start with an unfortunate uh, occurrence for Minnesota United in the sixth minute as Bakai Debasi picks up his second yellow card in as many matches after a strong challenge on Alan Polito. Um, and because it's his second yellow in two matches, he'll miss next weekend's match at Houston, which looms even larger based off the fact that they've dropped points in these last two matches. They've dropped four points. You could, you, I, I think it's safe to say that this team has dropped four points in these last two matches. Houston is a team you should beat on the road, but you're going to be without Debassi, and who knows how the injury situation is going to play itself out um, in a week. Hopefully this whole week, not having a midweek match allows players to get healthy and uh, you know, at least allows a couple guys to get back into the rotation. But you know, that that match is going to be huge now, um, considering these last couple of results. And you're going to be without Bakai Debasi because he picked up his second yellow card in two matches. Uh 10th minute, Tyler Miller comes up huge as uh Gotti Kinda fires one from the edge of the box, but Miller was able to make the save. He was excellent tonight. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm a, uh, a broken record talking about Tyler Miller, but, um, he has just been excellent in goal for Minnesota United this season. And he came up huge in a couple instances tonight to keep Minnesota United, uh, within striking distance of getting those three points. Um, 17th minute, Adrian Unu picks up, picks the pocket of SKC keeper, Tim Melia. Um, but unfortunately he didn't necessarily have the, the numbers forward that he needed to really take advantage of that situation. Um, because, this was a situation where Minnesota United was attacking already. Um, SKC was was back in defense too. Basically, after a new pick, Melia's pocket, he just tried to lob it over him, sort of try to cross it over Melia's head. But Melia was able to reach up and get his uh, get his hands on it. So um, nothing came there, but um, could have been a, a dangerous situation for Sporting Kansas City. Twenty uh, first minute. This was the big, what we thought was going to be the big turning point of the match. Uh, Remy Walter goes studs up on Reynoso, hitting him right in the midsection. And it's shown and is shown a straight red from the official, giving Minnesota yet another man advantage early on. Um, Taylor Twelman on the broadcast had a lot to say about the process, how you can always go to a yellow card first and then go to VAR uh, to make it a red and how that might be the better process, just the way that VAR operation works right now. Uh, to me, though, this is a, this is a no-brainer red card. If there's a situation where you're going to pull a straight red, like I have no problem with the official pulling a straight red here. Um, and that's, you know, from an objective standpoint, I'm trying to come at this with an objective standpoint. If that happened the other way where Emmanuel Reynoso did the same thing to Remy Walter, I would probably hopefully be saying the same thing. I consider myself pretty objective across the board. So that that's, I have no problem. I disagree with Twoman there. I have no problem with the red. I think the red was, was well-deserved. I think it was an obvious red card in the run of play. Now, Twoman also said that VAR did say that the official should have taken a, a second look at it. Now, I don't know what exactly that means, and so I might be uh, looking kind of dumb here, but they took a second look at it. Now, are they saying he should have taken a look before pulling the red? That's probably what they mean. But at the same time, he pulled the red. He was able to take a second look at it and keep the red card. I think it was an obvious red. I have no problem with that red card there. And here you go. Minnesota United, 11 v. 10. After 21 minutes, you now have 89 or 89, 69 minutes and change to, uh, you know, find a goal when you're up a man. 
Uh, 30th minute, Reynoso puts one right in the bread basket for Finley. I mean, this should have been 1-0 here. Uh, right in front of goal, but somehow the winger isn't able to finish it off. 33rd minute, words, and this is where things really start. I mean, things got, got a little bit chippy after the red card, uh, but the 33rd minute is when things really started to escalate. Words and a couple pushes are exchanged between Unu and Melia, some of the other players uh, from both teams get into the mix. And then seven minutes later, Melia and Unu were not done. They come together again. This time, the SKC keeper just bodies Unu off the ball. A um, little aggressive there for my liking, but but either way, I guess fair play across the board. And so that was really it for the first half. You end the first half nil-nil after going up a man in the 21st minute. You had a few chances. Um, and you think, okay, this is this is in the second half. This is the opportunity for Minnesota United to turn it on and really grab a hold of this game. And aside from putting the ball in the back of the net, they really did. And for me, like it's just when when finishing is really the only issue, <clears throat> I have a hard time looking at where to point the finger, right? When you do everything up to that point of the final third so incredibly well in the midfield, everywhere else, but the ball just avoids the back of the net at all costs, it's really tough for me to place blame on any one person, player, coach, whoever. And so I I, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to throw that out there because I think – Outside of the lack of goals, outside of the lack of finishing, Minnesota United did what they had to do, did everything they possibly could have with that man advantage. Taylor Twelman said on the broadcast, and I'm going to reference him because he does say a lot on the broadcast, and he stirs the pot a little bit, so it's worth responding to and, and noting that he said that Minnesota really failed to take advantage of the opportunity. And from a goal-scoring standpoint, he's right. Like, from a goal-scoring standpoint, he's absolutely right. But it seems like he just meant in their overall approach to having that man advantage and their overall mindset with the man advantage. I, I I didn't see that today. I saw a team who saw they had the man advantage and went balls to the wall to try to get a goal. The 23 shots. How can you tell me a team didn't try to didn't go out and, and really, you know, try to take a stranglehold on the game and, and take advantage of that 11 v 10 opportunity when they had 23 shots? Seven on goal. I don't know. That's that, you know, that I I just, I disagreed with that comment from, from Twelman. I'll just say that 48th minute. Reynoso finds some space on the ball at the top of the 18. Let's a left footer rip. Great left footed shot from Reynoso beats Melia, but bangs off the post 52nd minute. Unu gets a feed from Reynoso after the number 10 does some excellent work to open things up. I thought Reynoso Reynoso really was the featured player from Minnesota United tonight. You know, in these national broadcasts, they like to pick a player, uh, from each team or maybe a player or two from each team and really feature them throughout the match, kind of re always revert back to them, circle things back to them. Reynoso was that for Minnesota. And he he stepped into the spotlight, and I thought he played extremely well. Yeah, he was a little bit sloppy at some points, but <clears throat> at the same time, without Robin Lude, Reynoso's going to spend much more time on the ball. Like, without Robin Lude in the lineup, Reynoso's going to have the ball at his feet I wouldn't say exponentially more, but I would say probably twice as much. Now, I would love to see the stats on that. I don't necessarily know where to find stats and time on the ball, but I would have to manage. I, I have to. I would have to think that when Lude is out of the lineup, 
Emmanuel Reynoso at least spends one and a half times on the ball than he normally would. Um, so when that happens, you're you're gonna have more opportunities to be sloppy. But I thought for the for the most part, um, and for a, a vast vast majority of the match, Reynoso played awesome. Um, but uh, sends a nice one into Unu here, um, and Unu takes a one time left footer, uh, right footer maybe, uh, and it's deflected by an oncoming Melia who closes the distance well. Um, hard for me to blame Unu here. He did everything he needed to. Melia just did an excellent job, sort of seeing that play develop. And uh, his his instincts were really, really good there, the Sporting Kansas City keeper. And he closed that distance well to stop that shot before it really <clears throat> had a chance to be dangerous. Uh, 64th minute, the Loons get extremely lucky. This was a heart-stopping moment if you're a Minnesota United fan. Saloy gets free on a counterattack. This is, uh, to me, this is like similar to hockey when a team has a you know a five-on-four power play and the other team just, just springs free. Uh, and he finds uh, he sends an I mean this is like an easy pass. This is two on one, right? You run these drills in practice. Uh, it is an easy pass to an unmarked, wide open Kyrie Shelton deep in the box, and somehow, some way, Shelton just duffs it, and the shot just goes well wide, and you are breathing a, a huge sigh of relief if you're a Minnesota United fan. I mean, it feels bad enough <clears throat> coming out of this match with one point. Can you imagine coming out of this match with zero? That would be, you would be, I mean, the Heath out hashtags would be almost trending on Twitter. I would think if they came out of this match uh, with zero points and SKC somehow found a win. Uh, 67th minute, Debassi catches an SKC clearance on a half volley outside the box, rockets it towards goal, but it's high and wide. 68th minute, nice pass in the box to Dotson who uh, turns and fires a shot. It's saved, but who knew on the end of the rebound and his follow-up is just right into Melia's grasp. Today, this match was really a microcosm of Adrian Unu's tenure for Minnesota United so far. I want to say tenure. He's been here, what, two months, two and a half months? But his his first few months in a Minnesota United uniform, this match really kind of encapsulated it. He's had his chances, and he has a goal-scoring pedigree. I mean, there's a reason why they brought him in, right? There's a reason why he's the DP. But he just has not been able to find that finishing touch. <clears throat> and that happens sometimes. Look at what happened with Robin Wood, right? Look at what's happened with so many players who have come into Minnesota from internet or not in Minnesota, into MLS, uh, especially from international. It takes some time to adjust. I'm not trying to, to make excuses for Adrian Nunu. He should have a few goals, a handful of goals on the board in Minnesota United uniform. He absolutely should. But I don't think we should be near to a point with Adrian Nunu where we're pulling the ripcord, where we're giving up on him as a starting number nine. I don't think we're even close to that situation with Adrian Nunu. He's had some really struggles. It happens. But consistency is what brings the most out of somebody continuing to put, to show someone that you're, Hey, I'm putting my faith in you. You're our guy. We know that you're going to come around and we know that you're going to turn this around. You have the capability. You've shown the capability, you work hard in training, you know, just because that finishing touch hasn't been there doesn't mean we see you as you know having less value to this team. We know that you can score goals and we know that you will score goals. As long as he is instilled with that continued confidence I see no reason why he can't turn this around, you know, sooner rather than later. 
again, that might be a super optimistic view vantage point, and you may strongly disagree with that. I don't necessarily blame you, but that's kind of where I'm coming at that. Uh, 74th minute, Agadello gets a free header on goal off a of Reynoso corner. He doesn't get a ton on it, though. Amelia is able to cover uh, the necessary ground on the goal line to make the save. 77th minute, Minnesota gifted a golden opportunity. This time, Agadello again. I mean, he's basically given the ball. And I, I I do not remember for the life of me who had this terrible turnover for Sporting Kansas City. But basically, they passed the ball to Agadello. And he gets one-on-one with Melia, breaks free. But the SKC keeper, Tim Melia, my goodness, makes yet another huge save to keep it scoreless. He stood on his head for Sporting Kansas City tonight, or today, excuse me. Um, 87th minute after uh, Patrick Weah is fouled on a corner, uh, on the counter, excuse me, uh, Reynoso sends a great free kick into the box, which ends up finding the feet of Boxall, but his shot sails over the bar. Uh, and then the 90th minute, Unu taken down just outside the box, earns Roger Espinosa a yellow card, some pushing and shoving after the fact. Reynoso's free kick is straight into the wall. We had five minutes of stoppage. There were a few chances for Minnesota in stoppage. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, there was a really uh, scary situation with uh, Kai Dibasi and um, an SKC player. Um, I don't have the you know the uh, exact name in front of me. I was rushing to get this uh, get this set up for post loon. So and I cannot remember for the life of me right now. It's escaping me who the SKC player was. Uh, but a coming together between them. Um, they were both down for quite a while. Good to see both of them get up and carry on, um, as well. But that was really it. And you end up nil nil at home against SKC in your second straight match, having a man advantage for a large majority of the match. And that is disappointing if you're a Minnesota United fan. The XG, if you look at XG, 2.7 for Minnesota United, 0.8 for Sporting Kansas City. So that, that, that tells you that, that they did enough to create the opportunities necessary to put a couple, couple few goals on the board, right? But it just didn't happen tonight. And so now we have to turn our attention to a week off, which, like I said, could be a great opportunity for guys to get healthy for uh, at least, uh, uh, you know, hopefully two, a couple guys back from Minnesota. Um, but you're also without Debassi on Saturday because of yellow card accumulation. So while Houston, if, if you're going to face a team with one of your best defenders on yellow card accumulation, I guess Houston is the team you want to be facing. They haven't been great, but at the same time, you need to come away, even though it's on the road, you absolutely have to come away with three points. You need to get that swagger back. You need to get that confidence back that you had during that. What was it? I can't even remember now. That's It seems so long ago, but it really wasn't. I believe it was 14 unbeaten. It's like somewhere between 11 and 14 unbeaten for Minnesota at one point this season. Um, you, need to, you need to make up for lack of points today by maximizing points on the road. You're doing just fine at home. In a vacuum, a nil-nil draw against Sporting Kansas City, second in the West, even though it's at home, is not terrible. But circumstances dictate you should have gotten three points. So now you need to go into Houston, ideally beat the brakes off them, and get some confidence back, especially in the final third. 
no matter what happens on Saturday, you need three points. <clears throat> and you need three points pretty bad. So that is where I'm at. If you have any more questions or comments, please drop those in the chat. We will stick around for another couple minutes um, here on Post Loons. Thank you so much for joining us again. Christian Ramirez actually tweeted during the match uh, that Minnesota was missing something. He's so good on Twitter. He is Christian Ramirez is so excellent at stirring the pot on Twitter. Um, you know, he loves Minnesota, obviously. He always he always tweets about Minnesota, or I don't say always, but you know, on a regular basis, he tweets about Minnesota. Um, it's obvious he's watching the Minnesota United matches. Um, you know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, eyes opened in the offseason when Adrian Heath said Christian Ramirez would be the type of uh, striker who could flourish in their system, right, uh, that they currently have. Uh, he's doing awesome things in Aberdeen right now, by the way. Holy cow. He has had a just a scorching start for them. That's so good to see him do that. <clears throat> and uh, if he ever makes his way back to Minnesota, obviously they would welcome him with open arms, not just because he's, you know, his standing with Minnesota United fans, but because he's, he's really damn good. Like he is even in the time he's left Minnesota, you know, he went to Houston, he went to LAFC and now he's over in Aberdeen. I think he has gotten, like a lot better even then he was great I'm, I'm not trying to take away from what christian ramirez did in minnesota and how good he was with minnesota but i also think he has gotten so much better since he left that he is somebody that i think even without his history in minnesota he is the type of guy that minnesota would have their eye on in terms of potential players to bring in especially considering a situation where you cannot score goals to save your life uh, so I thought that was interesting too. All right. It looks like we don't have any more questions or comments, guys. So we're going to break here. Thank you so much for tuning into Post Loons, um, whether you're watching live or listening on the podcast afterwards. Thank you to Night Street Soccer and Coffee uh, for being our main sponsors. Love those guys. Remember, hit up nightstreetmpls.com to learn everything about them and how you can support what they do for the Minnesota soccer community. And we have a week off, no midweek. Uh, and we will catch you next Saturday for Post Loons following a hopefully three points on the road against Houston. Have a great rest of your week.